This is Tad Stones, the creator of The Terror That Flaps in the Night. And you are listening to The St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. But you probably already knew that. Rescue Rangers away, I guess. And ugh, yeah, <laughs> we are going to talk about it tonight. We are absolutely going to talk about this. Um, but before that, welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, a very disappointed Mike Russo, and Tiffany Silverbron. Hi, Tiff. How are you doing? <laughs> Pretty good. So we are recording this uh, uh, Tuesday, February 15th, the same day the Chippendale Rescue Rangers Disney Plus movie trailer dropped. And we have thoughts. We have a lot of thoughts. And (laughs) and, um, not good. Not good. (laughs) Um, Tiffany, just thoughts. What did you think of what you watched? It's really weird. It's awkward to me. I think the animation is not great. I think it, to me, it plays off as like a fan fiction. <laughs> it's it's bad. I mean, <laughs> the opinion is really divided. And I feel like it depends on what social media platform you're on and the age group that's on it. I feel like on like Twitter, there's a lot of positivity about it, but for the most part, it seems like on Facebook, everybody hates it. (laughs) And YouTube seems to have lots of positivity too. I think it's very going to be very divisive. Um, But of course I am the, you know, older age group and I'm not saying rescue Rangers is dear to me in any way. Um, I have a lot of nostalgic fondness for it. I don't think it's a show that holds up to marathon viewing. It's all right. So it's not like the sacred cow that can't be touched. (laughs) But this is crap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, First of all, the damn voices. Yeah, it's like awkward. It's so (laughs) off-putting. What were they thinking? I don't know. Everyone keeps saying that they hope they change it just like they did with um, Sonic. (laughs) Yeah, it's too late. This comes out in like three months. Yeah. That's not going to happen. And I know it's not Ben Schwartz, but why do all characters and everything have to sound like Ben Schwartz? Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Like when I told my wife Chip wasn't Ben Schwartz, she was like, really? Are you sure? Yeah, and I I'm I like John Mulaney a lot, and it didn't really sound like him to me. And it sounded exactly like Ben Ben Schwartz, and it's just like, ugh, like I got I can only imagine how Tress McNeil feels right now. <laughs> and and Jim Cummings is not Monterey Jack either, although we haven't heard enough of the voice yeah. to tell exactly what he sounds like. 
I have no idea why he's not. <laughs> and just and you said the animation. It's I I cannot deal with this kind of animation. And I'm yeah. not talking about like the photorealistic CGI Dale either. That's not what's bothering me about this. Yeah, I feel like almost the idea of him getting like surgery to do that is could be clever, but it's weird when the other characters are also CGI. So it's but, like But I feel like somebody that... watched Space Jam 2 and was like, I want to copy this. Because <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, but isn't there a point in the movie where all the Looney Tunes characters are flat regular 2D animation and they undergo like this process and become CGI? Yeah. Isn't this the same thing? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but like I mean okay you were saying? No, I was just saying that it's weird because, like, I just don't understand why they couldn't have him hand-drawn. It doesn't... Like, legit hand-drawn. Kind of yeah, it's, like, the same kind of thing, like, when they were going to do Roger Rabbit 2 and they kept doing all these tests of, like, weird 3D animated Roger Rabbit and it's, like, why are you trying so hard to make it CGI when literally the point is to make it hand-drawn? Like, that's the point. So why isn't it hand-drawn? <laughs> I mean, there are so many ways of doing this. Do them hand-drawn, like completely hand-drawn. I know they don't have the facilities for this anymore. They don't have the animator desks and stuff. But you can still do hand-drawn, even if it's computer-assisted. Most TV shows do that now. Simpsons, Family Guy, all of them. Yeah. But it's still flat. Or, yeah. and I know this wasn't going to happen, not on the Disney Plus budget, they can be CGI, but cartoony CGI. That can be done, but yeah. obviously not on this budget. But it can be done. But this is neither. <laughs> this is this really unholy <laughs> hybrid where the characters are still CGI models, but they're flat CGI models. They it's look trying... Really What'd you say? They look really stiff. They look like PlayStation 2 video game characters. Yeah. <laughs> like that Tom and Jerry movie that came out last year. Everyone was saying, hey, it's 2D, it's hand-drawn. No, it's not. A computer did that. The characters don't even have outlines. And that's what they went for with, like, Chip and the other characters before they... I guess at some point Dale goes under this process and becomes fully CGI, like the Chip and like the Alvin the Chipmunks movies. But Chip still looks CGI too, only <laughs> a gross flat CGI, and it bothers me so much. Like maybe I'm over exaggerating how much this bothers me, but I know you don't like it either, so I don't feel that bad. <laughs> For the record, our um. Dear friend Will Santana um, also thinks this sucks. <laughs> and he wanted everyone to make sure he, he, he felt that way. I feel um, bad that we're ragging on this, but it's just how I feel. Yeah, I mean, I'm not we'll going to. <laughs> what? We'll see how it turns out. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here like, oh, it's great. Maybe it'll be good when my gut feeling was to throw up in my mouth when I saw it. <laughs> That's how I feel. And sorry, guys, you got to hear me talk. 
Um, you've been listening to this to this show for two and a half years. You know, you guys are in it for the long haul. I can be honest. But the other thing that bothers me about this, it's hiding behind all of these references and cameos to get you to watch it. Like, oh, look, there's Roger Rabbit. Oh, look, there's Scrooge. Oh, look, there's My Little Pony. Watch it. You'll love it. It's your childhood. And I'm just so over that mentality from Hollywood. Lego Batman, Ready Player One, Space Jam 2. It's like, it's not good, but don't you want to see it? Roger Rabbit's in it. I mean, I don't mind that usually. It doesn't bother me that much. But this. That is what Roger Rabbit was too, like back in the day. But But Roger Rabbit was good. Yeah, exactly. This seems really forced. And there wasn't really a super, I don't know. It didn't seem forced in Roger Rabbit at all. I feel like the people making this don't even like Rescue Rangers. They just want to make one of these types of movies. And like having the whole, the thing of Monterey Jack being, like having like a cheese addiction problem and like pushing that aspect, that's to me, the main part that feels like fan fiction-y, it's like you and your friends joking about it. Like, oh yeah, and then he had to go into rehab for cheese. It's like like, uh, like that shot of the cartoon mouse feeding the realistic mouse cheese and he's all yeah. fat. It's like, who is this for? Yeah, totally. And then, speaking of that, they put, they put that Sweetie song as like the, a totally weird, inappropriate song as like over the whole trailer. That's really confusing, and they had to censor like every other but, word. <laughs> but Tiffany, Roger Rabbit's gonna be in it. <laughs> and the last thing is, I've been feeling this way for a while, and I I feel this way so much more now. I feel like Disney Plus has become this century's direct to DVD, where all this garbage that's just not good enough for theatrical release is being dumped on Disney Plus. Because it's there. This is what happened 15, 20 years ago with the direct-to-video stuff. None of it was good, but they kept pumping it out because people bought it. We don't have direct-to-video anymore, but hey, we got Disney+. Plus. Ain't good (laughs) enough for theaters, but it's good enough for Disney+. Plus. Yeah. And it's like, Uh, that really makes me worry about this Darkwing reboot. Oh, yeah. Well, I have one more thing to say about the stuff that we've heard where this the synopsis was released and it said that they're rescuing they're trying to rescue one of their old team members which from the trailer i can only assume is gadget i guess and i don't like that either that it's going to be a save the girl plot (laughs) the character that everybody loves maybe that's not what's going on but you don't see any gadget really in it so to the to the, the the trailer's credit, it makes it look like anything can happen, like literally anything can happen. Like the only way I could see that plot going good, if it really is gadget and me not being annoyed that it's a save the girl plot, is if it ends up being something kind of like the live action Scooby Doo movie ending. <laughs> hey, you know what? Who knows? Like, there's a glimpse of Scrooge McDuck in this trailer the amount of Disney afternoon stuff they may throw at you that they're keeping secret might be totally insane. It <laughs> won't make me forgive it if it's garbage, but it'll make it more interesting. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be shocked if Darkwing Duck shows up. 
like at all. If he shows up, yeah. it would not shock me. Um, but there's still plenty of time before this comes out. It's not like they're going to make it a better film. It's done. Um, the only, the best thing about this is we're getting Rescue Rangers on Blu-ray, which uh, by the time this drops, I'll I will have had it. So in the next episode, I'll discuss how that turned out. Hopefully good, knock on wood. But I think we've been ragging on this and discussing it long enough. We got to get to issue eight of the Darkwing Duck Boom comic because for any other reason, there are so many references in this thing of all different Darkwings that we'll be, for he we'll be here forever if we don't start. Okay, <laughs> so issue eight, the final part of Crisis on Infinite Darkwings. Really quick, let's blow through these two covers. Tiffany, what's cover 8A? Um, it is Darkwing in the middle. You see it's a black background, and you see all the different incarnations of Darkwing from the different universes. You also see the um, Fearsome Five, Ammonia Pine, and Gosmoduck, and Magicka. And in the middle, you see two mysterious glowing red eyes. Ah, I wonder who that is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, and of course, this cover was done by James Silvani, obviously. Um, cover B is another one of those Batman homage covers. Um, take this one away, Tiffany. What is this? What is this? What is cover 8B? It is an homage to Batman 227. From, you, was it 1970? Yes. Um, yes. And it's uh, got a haunted house and a road at the bottom. And you see a kind of bird character running <laughs> in a pink dress. You see Negaduck in the background with robot dogs for some reason. <laughs> Why aren't they Dobermans? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then in the sky, you see a big, giant, full moon fog and kind of a ghostly image of Darkwing. Which that would have been Batman on the original cover. Yes. Uh, we also have Launchpad in a small box, and that would have been Robin. Yeah. And the Darkwing on the top left with a cape over himself, which is old, which is really old model sheet art. Uh, that replaces Batman pretty much doing the same thing. Although, speaking of model sheet art, the Negaduck at the bottom, that is also Darkwing Duck model sheet stuff. Yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> he just painted as Negaduck, of course. Um, so yeah, uh, out of these two covers, and I'll, of course, neglected to mention, cover cover B was drawn by Diego Jordan again. Um, out of these two covers, which one do you prefer? Um, despite the problems in B, I think I prefer that one because I love all the the Batman tributes. I'm gonna go with that one too. I'm fine with it. I mean, I didn't like it as much until I saw the cover. It was uh, an homage to. Now I like it more. The Silvani one is nice. It's super cluttered, though. But it's very relevant for the uh, this issue. This issue is super cluttered and super crazy. So it, just, it absolutely works. Okay, so we got to start talking about this issue. We start with a bunch of other dimensional Darkwings being captured by Quiverwing Duck. And a bunch of ones we haven't seen so far. Um, you want to name them quick, Tiffany? Yeah, we got Doctor Who, Darkwing, with um, 
TARDIS, Thunderquack in the background. You got Optimus Prime, Darkwing, uh, Simba, Darkwing with Pumbaa Launchpad and Timon. And then there's three characters from a band, which we can't exactly figure out who they are, possibly the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> well, it was 2011. This came out that January, I believe. So they were still around. They, was re- they were relevant at that point, right? I guess. I don't really I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm too old to really under to know that, so... And the girls are a little too young to be into them, so. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so Quiverwing Duck is approached by, um, what's his face? <laughs> dark Warrior. Uh, dark Warrior Duck. There's just so many Dark Wings <laughs> in this issue. Yeah. Who also has Moliarty and uh, Tuscanini <laughs> in his hands. So there's a quick fight. Dark Warrior sends the drones after him. Uh, Quiverwing stops the drones, blows up uh, Dark Warrior's tank. And it's and a then, little weird that he says, well, play do-gooder to me, because he isn't he supposed to think that he's a do-gooder too? Technically, right? <laughs> also, yeah. uh, there's some, some, some of the worst dialogue in the story arc happens here. That does get changed, but from Joe Books, one of them here is um, is Dark Warrior Duck says, "Help him as you know, Darkwing Prime. This universe is Darkwing. Have help him have one of his last few victories before he loses her." Which I think is intentionally cryptic. So reading it, you don't know if he means Morgana or Goslin. Yeah. Um, but in Joe Books, he says, um, "Help him." Before he loses something, both of us lost. Which, Which would is make more sense if you know the characters. <laughs> it's still cryptic, but it isn't as weird and clunky. Yeah. So yeah, so Quiverwing Duck has to head off to help the heroes, who are still fighting. Darkwing's still fighting Negaduck. Gosmoduck's still fighting the Wolfman Darkwing, and Magic is still fighting Morgana. And Paddywhack's getting closer and closer. This page um, where they show everybody fighting has a lot of like has an inner monologue from Morgana that says, so this is a thing attacked, trapped, werewolf. And that's just, again, super clunky, definitively dangerous, took all that out, thankfully. So what happens next? What Magica loses her hold on Morgana. How does that happen? Um, Quiverwing duck shoots his um boomerang arrow and catches the magical Jack Skellington horseshoe. Yeah, so she away yep. from her. She loses all her power. And she loses her hold on all the dark wings as well. Yeah. And if you look really quick, there's a little panel of Paddywhack crawling through the sewer and there's two of the sharks from Finding Nemo. <laughs> one is definitely Bruce and one's the other one with the hook in his nose. I forgot yep. it I forgot the name of the other two sharks. I didn't remember either of their names. <laughs> but we see a bunch of panels of all the different Darklings coming out of their trances. Um, a bunch we already know, so I'm not going to bother naming them. But in addition, there's also a Darth Vader Darkwing. Yep. So, and he says, yeah. what is the meaning of this? And then we see <laughs> a bunch of other Darklings coming out of their trances, including Bob's Big Boy Darkwing, Indiana yep. Jones Darkwing, Harry Potter Darkwing, 
And who else do we see in this panel? We see Rescue Rangers, Darkwing, and a possible Pee-wee Darkwing in the background. There's a lot. This this issue has like the most Darkwing references. It's absolutely nuts. And this one has a bunch of like non-Disney references. Yeah, they get really brazen by the end of this issue. Uh, so Negaduck sees that all the Darkwings are offline. So that means his plan has failed. Uh, this is one of the things I like least about this issue, at least this version. Negaduck, Negaduck snaps. Like, his, his eyes go crazy, his teeth get sharp, and he starts beating the crap out of Darkwing. You don't see it, but, like, you see him punching with his fists, and he's screaming, you... stars. <laughs> yeah, he's screaming, you have no idea the sacrifices I made to make this a reality, what I've lost, what I will never see again. What the heck is he talking about? Yeah, I have no idea. The only thing I could possibly think of is that he left the Negaverse behind and can't get back to it. But... Yeah, I mean, I was kind of thinking that. I was kind of thinking that there was going to be a plot that comes up later, but... Never does. <laughs> yeah. And and if, <laughs> and if they have an endgame to this, they never get back to it. Luckily, the definitively dangerous version, which I wish you had a copy of. Why is it so yes, hard to it find? <laughs> um, it just changes it to Negaduck, just in general, just like, I hate you. You have no idea how much I hate you. And that's it. Like, you ruined everything. I hate, hate, hate you. Which is fine. That's more that's Negaduck. That's better. A lot less weird. And then Paddywhack shows up. And, yeah, uh, yeah they shoehorned him wall. into this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he bursts through the wall. Um, and grabs Negaduck and just more like inane dialogue. He says to Negaduck, don't be afraid. There is so much fear in you. Fear? Fear? Yeah. In, in Negaduck? <laughs> and That's of course, weird. I'll tell you what the uh, Joe Books line is, and it'll make so much more sense. He says, more or less, so angry. Mmm, delicious. Way better. That's Paddywhack. So much fear in you. Not Negaduck, I'm sorry. And, like, the very next line of dialogue from Darkwing is, Negaduck, that's Paddywhack. Even you can't handle him. Okay, I've seen The Haunting of Mr. Banana Brain more times than is sane. Darkwing and Quackerjack team up and beat Paddywhack in under, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> You're telling me Negaduck couldn't handle that? Again, really weird dialogue. In Definitively Dangerous, he says, uh, careful, Negaduck. Paddywhack feeds on negative emotions. That makes more sense. This, yeah, is, this, this is why it's a shame Definitively Dangerous is so hard to find, because it's so much better read. It really is. So what happens next? Rant over. What happens next? So then Gosmo Duck um, rescues Darkwing, um, Wolfman Duck, Morgana, and Quiverwing Duck. And she gets short-circuited from all the water. And the Gizmo Duck suit, suit uh, explodes off of her. Yep, bursts to pieces. Very much like it would on DuckTales. 
Yeah. Um, so Launchpad shows up and they're still having a hard time with him because his feet are colored yellow again. <laughs> it's, I don't know. Um, and then he sees Magica. In this version, he says, whoa, what is she doing here? Which I could totally hear in Launchpad's voice. Because <laughs> it's the whoa. Yeah. But again, definitively dangerous. He says something along the lines of, I don't know how to tell you this, DW, but she's a bad guy. <laughs> Which, it's pretty much the same thing, but it's funnier. Yeah, definitely. Especially with the drawing. <laughs> of her spitting out the water on the ground all wet. Um, Magica is, you know, excited because finally he, she gets to go after the launch pad for Scrooge's dime. But then, then a giant paddywhack version of Negaduck bursts out of the street. I mean, again, picture Negaduck with paddywhack's teeth and eyes. It kind of looks like when he's um, Mega Negaduck and he's gets the um, Quacker Jack laugh. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, I noticed the very, very top of this gigantic one-page panel, very top, Goofy's up there reacting to it. <laughs> Don't ever change, James Silvani. Just amazing. <laughs> yeah, so, so this giant possessed Negaduck is on the loose. And Darkwing makes a weird comment, like, why is Negaduck even in my life? Which makes him think of something. And they do alter that, and they're definitively dangerous. He says something about splitting, and that's when he gets the idea. Oh my gosh, that's so much better. <laughs> like, like something like, um, how, like, like, we have to split or something. And then he's like, ding! Okay. Asking why is Negaduck even in my life is a little too introspective for Darkwing Duck. So Darkwing, Launchpad, and Goslin leave, and they leave Morgana and Magicka to fight the possessed Negaduck, who is enjoying how Paddywhack is enjoying how angry Negaduck is when he has to deal with Magicka. He's like, I see how this makes you feel, Negzy. Get those feelings out. <laughs> what happens next? So then he takes his humongous foot and stomps towards them. And uh, Magicka turns into a bee and flies away. Magicka really beats out of there really quick. <laughs> yeah. Like, for all the work they've done to get this far, you know, dimension hopping and zapping and hypnotizing all the dark wings, she's this close to the dime, and she bails so fast. <laughs> it's like they had, to, they had to write Magicka out of the story, but a little clunky. Mm -hmm. So she's gone. We're not going to see Magica again. So the next scene takes place in jail. And so Darkwing Goslin and Launchpad are talking to someone you don't see right away. Yeah, and I in do... that background really quick is um, we see one of the weasels and... Um, the big bad wolf. Yeah, and uh, the one in... What's the one on the right? Is that... That's Honest that John Honest from John? Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Looks a little weird. <laughs> so they've they've come to Megavolt to get a hold of the Tron Splitter from the episode Negaduck. And uh, Darkwing is like, you know, I need I need what created the original Negaduck. And he just and, has it in the jail. <laughs> yeah, what's that doing there? He's like, oh, that old thing right over there. Just bring it back in one piece. <laughs> so yeah, they take it, and Darkwing makes a comment. You know, he he's gonna write a letter to the to the um the jail about the uh security in this place <laughs> but 
very interesting that Darkwing said that because we see the bed next to Megavolt. What's laying in bed? It's like a fake dummy version of Quacker Jack. With his lips sewn shut and yep. buttons for eyes. Very Coraline. Yeah. <laughs> Incredibly creepy. And this is setting up a whole Quacker Jack thing. Uh, we're getting to very, very soon. So things look bad for Morgana. She's trying to hold Patty Whack Negaduck back with her, you know, her magic. She gets hit with some rocks, you know, knocked out for a second. Then she looks over and all the other multiverse Darkwings have come to her rescue. And this is where we get so many crazy ones. Like, it's insane. Um, this one panel of her looking up and seeing everybody includes a Darkwing on mechanical stilts. Not sure what that is. What did you think that was? I thought maybe it was Inspector Gadget. We got one in a trench coat with a white face. Who's that? That's Rorschach from Watchmen. We got Reverse Flash, Darkwing. And, of course, if no one knows, Reverse Flash. The colors of Reverse Flash is what inspired Negaduck's colors. Um, an Aquaman Darkwing, more or less. Uh, Linus <laughs> Darkwing from Peanuts, because you could tell because he has the striped shirt, messy hair, and a blanket. Darkwing and Launchpad as bees or a moth or something. <laughs> a bunch of Darkwings that we've already seen. And my favorite, Roger Rabbit Darkwing with the Frank Sinatra singing sword. Which I could hear when looking at that. <laughs> I love it. Great. This is the most we've mentioned Roger Rabbit on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so all the Darkwings start attacking Negaduck. We get, I'm going to do these super quick just so we get through it. A Tron Darkwing that says, I am the wall that crashes your light cycle. <laughs> a Sherlock Holmes, Dark, Sherlock Holmes Darkwing that says, I am the crime is anything but elementary. A, okay, who's this Darkwing with the um, the powdered wig? That's Adam Ant. And he says, I think there's a the missing. And it should say, I am the jukebox unplugged to try another flavor, which is a line from Ant music. <laughs> oh, see, you taught me something. <laughs> With a Popeye Darkwing that says, I am the can of spinach you cannot open. And finally, a Lady Gaga Darkwing. I am the romance that always ends bad. <laughs> Gaga, ooh la la, of course. Um, and a bunch of other Darkwings. Tiffany named them quick, the ones all attacking Negaduck. Okay, you got like a Treasure Planet Darkwing. You got a Sports Darkwing, a Clown, a Mr. Fantastic, a Where's Waldo. Nice. Um, Arachno Duck, Iron Man, um, what the one from Comic Book Capers, I forget his name. Death Valley Duck. Death Valley Duck, um, a old prospector, and possibly the Shadow, and a big Cent blob, uh, slime monster dark. And a centaur. Oh, and a centaur, yeah. Hey, Tiffany, <laughs> does James Silvani really love Darkwing Duck? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so Launchpad, Darkwing, and Goslin flying on the Thunderquack. Uh, they open the mouth of the ship and zap Negaduck with the Tron Splitter, which does exactly what they were hoping it does. It separates him from Paddywhack, but also separates Negaduck into two separate Negaducks. And there's a panel of a bunch of generic Darkwings looking at the ne two Negaducks. There's a, an Elephant Darkwing, a Carmen Miranda Darkwing, uh, there's a Pharaoh Darkwing, Chun-Li Darkwing, so it's not that generic. Um, a Mexican a Darkwing, one? a Russian one, perhaps. Yeah, I see that. 
um, a Mexican darkling with a giant mustache, a very proper English darkling with a top hat, a Chinese one, which might not be so politically correct anymore, and a Smurf darkling. And, and darkling doubloon, of course. Yeah. So what exactly did the Tron splitter do to Negaduck? <laughs> it split him into a, a negative -er duck. <laughs> And a slightly less negative or slightly less negaduck. <laughs> yeah, so one is like a super, super evil negaduck and a kind of evil negaduck. Which I, I kind of love. <laughs> I just love the gigantic teeth on super evil negaduck. <laughs> really, really great. And as they're talking behind, you know, Darkwing and the Negaducks, you see an Aladdin Darkwing, a, a Chef Darkwing, a Conquistador Darkwing, and one with a big pompadour. I don't know what that's supposed to be. Maybe Elvis Darkwing or James Dean Darkwing. <laughs> Who the hell knows? Um, <laughs> but then Negaduck is hit over and over and over again with the Tron Splitter and is split into smaller and smaller versions <laughs> of himself. It and totally each one... reminds me of that Futurama. With Bender. Oh, the Bender, the one where he becomes all tiny Benders. I love and that they, episode. And they um drink all the alcohol. So all water on Earth becomes alcohol, yeah. and everyone gets drunk just because <laughs> <laughs> all the water in their bodies are alcohol, so everyone's drunk all the time. I love that episode. <laughs> I forget the name of it, but it's a great episode. Yeah. But all these Negaducks are either like drawn like with softer and sweeter features, or super deranged. Like one has giant like tusk fangs coming out. Um, <laughs> but he zaps so many times he becomes particles and pretty much disappears. And uh, Darkwing is like, hey, who's playing with the Tron splitter? And again, we get a ton more Darkwings. Um, Coonskin hat Darkwing, Kermit Darkwing, um, soda drinking hat Darkwing. <laughs> Maybe um, he's Smitty Jürgen Jägerman Jensen from SpongeBob. I don't know. <laughs> My SpongeBob references only go to season three. Charlie <laughs> Chaplin's um, Darkwing, uh, Avatar Darkwing, a few more. I'm just getting tired of naming them. <laughs> and it was Paddywhack holding the Thunderquack like a weapon. Basically, he zapped all the Negaducks. And he's like little particles of good and evil flying through the air. He's like my greatest prank ever. So that's, you know, that's kind of a Paddywhack thing to do. <laughs> yeah. And of course, we get more Darkwings, Bart Simpson Darkwing, Rocketeer Darkwing, Crazy Hat, Crazy Wig Darkwing, Abraham <laughs> Lincoln Darkwing, <laughs> Robocop Darkwing, <laughs> Viking Darkwing. It's just Indian Darkwing. Again, not the most politically correct thing. They wouldn't do that now, but it's, it's just a headdress. Um, but what happens now, Tiffany? Um, so then... It, you hear someone say from the Thunder Quack, the fun is over. Who is it? It's Goslin. And all the Darkwings are like, Goslin! And all the hearts fly up. And again, more Darkwings. Cowardly Lion Darkwing. A Sheik Darkwing. Blues Brothers Darkwing. Gnome Darkwing. Um, Scarecrow Darkwing. Mad Hatter Darkwing. Um, Sailor Moon Darkwing. Um, Calvin and Hobbes Darkwing. Yeah. Kiss Darkwing. It's 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 really really crazy. It's just a lot. Mar Mario Darkwing. We got to stop. <laughs> this is getting nuts. Um. So how does how is Paddywhack defeated? What what happens? Um. 
Wait, he uh, Morgana uses the um the Jack Skell. Did it was it called something or? Um, she it... did call it something, but search me if I remember. <laughs> yeah, she uses the um Jack Skellington horseshoe and uses all the positive energy and throws it back to Paddywhack. Mm, and then he sucked into the Jack in the Box, just like before. And no Launchpad. Fair. And Launchpad still has yellow feet. And he sucked right back in, just like haunting a Mr. Banana Brain. They got him. And a few more Darkwings. We got Gandalf Darkwing, like a like a Gandhi Darkwing, and Spock Darkwing, and it's just nuts. <laughs> and 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 in really reality, it's Goslin's presence that saved the day. She's the one thing all these Darkwings have in common. Yep. So we wrap up. All the Darkwings are going home in the interdimensional subway. And um, Quiverwing Duck manages to say goodbye because that's good closure for him. Since the only reason why he's Quiverwing Duck in the first place is because Goslin died. Yeah. It, just weird, it just feels weird saying that. Um, <laughs> he hugs her goodbye. Everyone gets on the bus. We have a, just a handful handful of more Darkwings. They're all Disney references. We have the, um, the dwarfs, Scrooge, Donald, Goofy, Goofy Belle, and the genie. Uh, finally, that's over. <laughs> um, so all the Darkwings leave, and eh, it seems like everything's over, and they can move on with their lives. But not quite. How do we end? Ends with a, a news report that says that 98% of St. Canard's citizens distrust Darkwing Duck. 2% do claim to trust him and say he's the guy who swims in the money, right? <laughs> and Darkwing passes out. <laughs> Dun 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 That's how ninety percent of the Darkwing Duck episodes ended with that music. You you know it and I know it. And it says the end. Yeah right. And why is the news reporter Tom Lockjaw? I'm gonna say it every time. No, I mean it must have been leading to something that they never got to. But um. Good issue. I'm I'm happy enough with the way this wrapped up. I'm also going to be totally honest. It really is all downhill from here. <laughs> um, until we get to until we hit Joe Books, where things just get so much better. But this is, I think, might be the best of the story arcs. Um, considering we have uh, ten more Darkwing issues to go, that's not saying much. But um, what did you think of this issue? I really liked it. I I guess I would give it a I would give it a four and a half again. The my only thing that I really didn't like about it was I think the paddywhack thing was a little quick. Mm-hmm. I'm getting to that. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean I liked it. I liked the story. I thought there was just there was a little bit of dialogue stuff, but it wasn't as bad as some previous issues. And again, uh, Definitively Dangerous does make a lot of it more readable. Yeah. I can only imagine, like, Aaron Sparrow, like, later on after he left Boom, looking at these comics and just groaning, like, oh, <laughs> man, that wasn't my intent. I, I know James Silvani did his best to, like, Aaron Sparrow tried to ghostwrite as long as he could through James Silvani. But James Silvani didn't write this stuff, so he was, you know, what Ian Brill wanted eventually got in. 
Um, but I'm going to give this a four, uh, mainly because the paddy whack stuff for me brings it down. I'm going to be honest. He shoehorned into this in the last issue when I really think it should have ended with Darkwing fighting Negaduck and Magicka. I feel like that's how we should have ended. But for them to go through all this trouble for it to end with Paddywhack being the big bad and taking over Negaduck, I feel like that's a story that could have been used somewhere else. And bringing him in as this ultimate evil bad guy, when even though he's creepy, even though he's a trickster, even though he feeds off misery and pranks, He's not Darkwing's most dangerous, most evil adversary that he should be overshadowing Negaduck. Yeah, it might have been better if they had him, they still had him there and revealed, but he was kind of like lingering and like setting something up for later. And this is an ongoing problem with Ian Brill's writings. He doesn't know how to end these things without a massive blowout happening. And then as we're going to see at the end of the next story arc, Matt Morgana poofing everything away. And this was leading up to a really great place. I feel like shoehorning this character in was a mistake. As much as I like Paddywhack, <laughs> probably shouldn't have been in this. It's too much. Um, but I'm going to give it a four because it's still great. The art is always fantastic. All these references are exhausting, but they're fun. <laughs> And it's just, it's a great issue. It's a great way to end it. I really enjoy it. Um, do you have any final thoughts on this issue or the Crisis on Infinite Darkwing story arc as a whole? Um, not too much. I mean, I really like it. This might be my favorite of the yeah. story arcs. I don't think they're getting better than this, personally. Um, so that's it. We finished this story arc. Before we jump into arc number three, we're going to tackle the annual next week, um, which features the return of Quacker Jack and a short story written by Tad Stones himself. Also, and perhaps most importantly, Will Santana is joining us next week for this issue. Yay! He made it very clear he did not want to miss the big Quacker Jack story, and it had to be on it. So uh, we're making sure he is. So next week we get Will back. We're excited to have him back. This should be a lot of fun. And um, until then, no, we got one week before that. Until then, we are the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. You can find us on all podcast apps, including Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iTunes, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Facebook, um, Pocket Cast Radio Public, or just go ahead and watch us on YouTube. And if you do that, please subscribe. That definitely helps. Um, and you can join our communities on Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, and Instagram. And Tiffany, where can everyone find you? I'm on Instagram at Tiffany Silver Braun. I'm on YouTube. Oh, and Regurgitating Gertie. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm on YouTube. At Radioactivity. All right. So, and um, I hope we didn't upset anybody with our opinions on that Rescue Rangers movie. <laughs> if you feel like saying what you thought of it, please go ahead and respond in the YouTube comments or whatever you listen to the podcast on. If you're on our Facebook group or whatever on Reddit, you know, just let us know how you feel. We're I curious. Mean, maybe, as maybe I'll 
eat my words and it'll be the best movie ever. Who knows? <laughs> I think it'll be at the very least really interesting. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, I'm gonna watch it. It's not like I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah, um, definitely. But I don't know if I'm gonna like it. <laughs> but we have we have quite a few months. I think the way our schedule's working, we will probably still be doing this by then. Um, so we might review it. Who who knows? Anyway, until next week, um, I'm Mike Russo, and she's Tiffany Silverbron, and uh, this is the St. Bernard Files, and we will catch you guys later. Have a good night. Stay dangerous. Bye. Take care, everybody. <laughs>